What's up, 1515 Ad probably presents the rundown of Love and Hip Hop, Miami, the official, unofficial podcast of VH1's Love and Hip Hop series. I'm one of your hosts, John Robinson, joined by the lovely and talented Michelle Antoinette. How you doing, sweetie? I'm okay. Another day. Another day. Okay. Um, you got any thoughts on this season? <laughs> now that it's over? We don't get a reunion. No. I I don't know if they if that's a cost cutting measure or what, but it don't look like we get a reunions anymore. I like the reunion. I like the reunion specifically so that people can rewatch the show, mm-hmm. including the talking heads. Yeah. And then had a full idea picture view coming into the reunion. Because sometimes, you know, they like, especially when it comes to those arguments and you be in a heat the moment and you say stuff and you do stuff and then you can't hit the other person and whatever the case may be. And I feel like when you get to watch the season and you get to the reunion, you can like talk better or have a different perspective or explain why you felt how you felt or why you said or did what you did. So yeah. them not having reunions kind of suck to me. I was go- <laughs> I was watching this episode and one thing I thought to myself was when it came to Amara. All right. So for those who don't, you gonna don't pay attention. Maybe you forget like that. It's my job to get news every week <clears throat> to see like, Hey, this is what they talk about. This is the blog talk. It bothered me that they made up a fake blog for that Amara story. I was like, that shit never happened. Never came. I never saw it anywhere other than this episode. Yet they put up like fake headlines. So what that what I was getting at is how would we how would Amara react to that at a reunion? She's like, yeah, she if she sat down, she'd be like, before we even get there, where did y'all get those headlines from? Because they were y'all made up fake headlines to say like these blogs are covering the story. I'm always like, where did these headlines come from? Or how did I not hear of it? Yeah. I just feel like it would be such a thing if it truly happened. Yeah, they do they done it, they do what they used to do it a lot before the pandemic with the fake radio interviews that we never hear. It's like, oh, stop by to the radio station and not and we was and like, like we never why? heard. <laughs> yes. Like I just the authenticity authenticity yes. of <laughs> of the shows bother me because okay, it's reality TV, right? Quotations mm-hmm. around reality. However, can we not try to make it as real as possible? Yeah. And I like scenarios so. can be real. Like I'm pretty sure some stuff could genuinely be real. So why not let real play out instead of like trying to make these stories? Yeah. I, and, and it's like y'all don't listen to the viewers. We every everything we said, we always like, man, I just want it to be like this, or I want this, I want this authentic part. I want these conversations. I want to see these activities. The, and we don't get that. And we're like literally begging for it. Everybody's begging for it. And y'all keep going the furthest left. So let's go with this season. Let's see the storylines that I felt like they, they would have been more interesting. Um, Amara being a single mother and trying to take care of her family is a better storyline to me than her and Safari. Uh, Trick Daddy. I'm not even, no, and I'm not even mad about the, the storyline with Safari. Had it been, if you said it's not real, right? Had it been real, okay, what does it look like to date 
a man that everybody kind of dislike right now due to however it was perceived with him and Erica, right? And you giving said man the benefit of the doubt and he's coming like, we've always been good friends. Let's make this work. And he's got two kids or three kids. How many kids? He got two. two. And she's got two. And then her family and the yeah, drama they got to deal with Erica. Want, like, if there was an episode where, oh shit, this is the first time Amara's meeting Erica or Amara's hanging out with his kids. Yep, yeah, I'd have been there for that. That's it, why I'm not even mad at the Safari thing if it's going to be a real relationship because I would have liked to see what is it about Safari that you saw that made you want to give him a try, knowing all that you know about him, you know, all that mm-hmm. you've seen about him. Okay, let's see Safari be supportive. Babe, you have a makeup line. Let me let me help you out with like not help you out because I don't know what you can do, but like let me support you in that matter. Like, give me the real stuff. Give me real life stuff. Let me see these people for more than what the blogs just put out. Or the BS that they can do. Because I just don't believe people can be 95% bullshit. Like, some part of you got to be a decent person. Yeah. And then if we're going to do the uh, moving from Amara, I think Von Shea and Gunplay would have been more interesting than Von Shea going after Amara. That didn't make any sense to me. Because what was the reason? Yeah, it was. And uh, even if if her storyline was true in that regard, you could have handled it better. Yeah. Uh, which bring me back to the reunion. Now you watched yourself look like a fool. Yep, man. On TV. Now that you get back, you ain't cutting that all this time. I don't know how many months or year, how much time has passed. But now that this time passed, you look back and be like, I was wilding. I was really going through some stuff. I was throwing my problems off on you, and that wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to see that because what's happening is you have another season. We're gonna skip past the shit like it never happened. Yep. And it's if she returned, but like it's gonna be a whole new thing. Because truthfully, we don't need her to return for what? Trina actually dealing with another death in her family and what that looked like instead of going everywhere and being exhausted due to drama. I should never have seen Trina and Gael argue. That, that looks so crazy to me watching that scene. I just re- I just watched that scene, even though, you know, we've seen it, we watched it. I just seen it again, scrolling on um, whatever social site I was on. And I happened to read the comments. Trina, you have a lot of people who do not like you, ma'am. Those comments was tearing her up. I think it's partly because Trina, these last few seasons, has been giving us diva and I'm the queen of this city and I'm this and I'm that and y'all need to, you know, bend the knee. And you're like, "Mm, I don't think that's, we didn't fall in love with you that way. Oh, they didn't. That's why they I think it's hard to be like, I'm a my grown woman and I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing it. But you snappy in every like yeah, consultation. You, you know like, what I'm saying? Golly. And then I really want to know, is this a Miami thing? Because no shade, it just seemed like all women that have been from Miami has been super snappy. Yeah, the city girls are a little snappy. But the album sales weren't what they need to be, so maybe that's why they were snappy. Uh, let's get into the rest of this, and I'll, I'll come up with more thoughts that I thought could have been a better better storyline. Yo, <laughs> Ray J and Princess really just got a check. Let's call it a book. Easy they, check. They Easy didn't have money. to do nothing. They, the fact that they had the healthiest relationship, I was like, mm. Yeah, we saw none of it. We just seen y'all. <laughs> he, he, he begged you. He played. You lost. You got. You came back. And what other scene did they have together just besides the, uh, what was this? Oh, they was barbecuing together and they threw a little brunch with Safari and what's the name? All right. It's the morning after Trina's argument. And it's actually felt like the next morning because we got three minutes of 
previously on Love and Hip Hop Miami. I'm like, golly. Trina's they exa- recapped the whole season. Yeah, Trina's exhausted as usual. And this time it's due to arguing at the argument she had at Magic Monday with Flo's people. Uh, and now she's being singled out. Now she's being singled out for hating on the Haitian community. She said this is why she stays out of drama. But Where was this interview? In her car. <laughs> I mean, I got that, but like, is this online? Where, where was this? Yeah, I think it was because that's when they said that's when she apologized for what she was saying. I, I didn't know it was. She found some Haitian leader, uh, community leader, uh, and she's like, "Yo, you know," I, when she said, "You eat cats and voodoo," and they they played the clip. Gael did bring up the voodoo, mm-hmm. uh, and so after that, Bobby brings up Amara on the blogs due to her laughing emoji and Bobby and Joy can't see Amara doing that and Bobby says since I can't see her doing that we should go to her cosmetic launch party and they said alright we'll show up for support then Wyclef showed up randomly he looks Random. very handsome Wyclef you're aging well sir yes but you know what so Super Cindy is checking him out they, they've been friends for a while he's got this new project called Addicts and it's a tech automotive company Bob. And she said motorcycles, and all I thought about is when he turned was it forty, and he was in that little thong or G string or whatever, uh, oiled up on that motorcycle, and I was like, oh man, I forgot about that picture too. No, I don't think you I've ever seen that. Yo, man, they was ro- that was when Twitter was Twitter, y'all, and they roasted <laughs> the hell out of there for that picture. Uh, Wyclef is interested in Zoe, who's Haitian. He saw her at the uh, soup super cipher. Cipher, yeah. Zoe is surprised to meet Wyclef. She didn't know that's who she was going to see. So she fans girls out for a second before she starts rhyming. He's impressed. He gives her her, his number. She promises not to be hitting him up for no reason. And she's emotional over this moment. And I thought it made sense. She had a tough year. She did. But, okay, question. This is not trying to be shady of any sort. Did she deserve that moment? The the moment for was because I feel like what you talking about? Yeah. Okay. I feel like okay. When she had that um spat with Super Cindy over the Trina Joy thing. Okay. And she went and they had the follow up conversation and they was able to kind of quote unquote move past it. I don't know if I'm lending out any more favors. To, I'm I'm to somebody who we supposed to be friends, and you could just snap at me, yeah, in such a way, because mm. in my head I'm like, God forbid we have another scenario, yep. and you do it again. You know what I'm saying? Like just because things don't go the way you feel, you wanted to, go. to, or you feel yeah. like it should go. And you are entitled to feel how you feel. Like I'm not gonna take away that you felt like if you was a bigger star, then this wouldn't have happened, right? But mm-hmm. if you were a bigger star, you probably wouldn't have been in this scenario. Just starting yeah. out. And you got to start somewhere and you got to have a little help. I'm not saying let nobody play you by no means, but I just don't know. I feel like you come at me crazy one time and I about not want to work with you no more. It, yep. All it take. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the end of that scene. Why class spit a little bit of freestyle? Why, and like, I'm, Zoe and again, I'm also there. not saying don't kiss nobody, but like she can feel how she feel. Don't kiss super Cindy's butt but I just feel like we are all very much grown and should be able to express our way our our express our feelings in a in a professional way yeah and that's, that's a, I think that's a problem because maybe if if I don't know if 
do they know where they're going? That's the thing, right? If if we said if if we set out like, hey, we got Zoe Brinks, uh, which I also think her storyline would have been better focusing on her family. She saw them people one time and we never saw them again. Um and we got Wyclef. We know at one point we want to shoot a scene. We want to surprise her meeting Wyclef. Then we got to take a better journey there because this journey we took is like, okay. So we like, we're going to have her fall out with Suki, but we're going to give her Wyclef. We're going to have her curse everybody out. We're going to give her Wyclef. I'm like, no, it should be, I don't know. I feel like we should start with her losing and then a series of wins. Would have been A nice. series of wins. Yeah. Like, let's go all the way up there. And yeah, I think go. she's talented. She seems like she's a good rapper or whatever. But you don't want to be in this industry where the industry is kind of based on favors, right? Everybody yeah. is a favor of somebody you know. If you went around burning bridges, when someone your name is brought up in a room that you may not be in, that person may speak ill of you. Mm-hmm. And now you run out of favors. Yep. Where we at? Safari teams up with his pastor for a back to school drive because I was going to say Marty Mar love the kids. Safari Far love the kids. There you go. Amara's helping out as well. Safari (laughs) Far. Safari pulls her to the side so they can talk about this laughing emoji comment. Amara denies having anything to do with it. And she asked if Safari stood up for her and did he believe it? He said, listen, when I was prompted with this, I just asked, is it real? And then he thought about it for a second and says, you know what? You're not that kind of person. She peeped that and was like, "Listen, if you don't know, if you, if you don't know me by now, you ain't never gonna know me." So she ends the relationship with Safari, and he don't have the energy to be caught up in anyone's scandal. So he is cool with breaking up. The way they ended, like both times, made me believe this relationship wasn't real. <laughs> like it was just like, "Yeah, you don't believe I don't me." Even I'm done. Say it wasn't real. Maybe it just wasn't long enough. Um, Safari's, Safari's wrap up let me know it wasn't real either he's like she knows we care for each other what the fuck they gotta do were y'all together we got boyfriend and girlfriend <laughs> was that her wig <laughs> I, like she keep her wig yeah, alright ladies y'all Yo, keep your wig listen, you keep your wigs at a man's house that is your man your man Hold your up. man not to, not to step on news and rumors but I sat through well I sat through I listened to Erica Menace uh Carlos King interview and I was so upset he didn't ask where does Safari live because <laughs> that's what I wanted I'm like does he live in Atlanta does he live in Miami how involved is he in with these kids alright Trick's dental journey is done and after the good news with his teeth the Hollywood twins show up because they are frustrated that they are not on yet Trick learns about the ambushes on Trina and how now they were like yeah that didn't work so we need help he says if they don't listen to him they are going back to Jacksonville. A pointless storyline that we did not need. And it showed up at the last minute like, ah, what What are we doing? Go. Now who's working the storyboards? I got questions. Yeah, I'm like, where are we going with a lot of this stuff? Should They should have either been introduced earlier or not at all. I that part. Know, we didn't need any of them. And I want them to stop dressing alike. Like, listen. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. If wait. we're not on stage and this your gimmick, but like in real life, I don't need y'all to double mint twin in there all the time. All the time? Let y'all got the same face. Why we got to dress alike? Let's see. <laughs> Stop confusing me. Uh, I was trying to see if we could find out how old they were. 
They can't be no more than 25. Uh, I refuse to believe. I wish I knew their names for real. It was like Don Shet, Deja, and something else. But they barely be saying their name. Because they be BBD and they don't. <laughs> we the Hollywood twins. Yeah, bad bitches on deck. Okay, <laughs> gunplay is arrested. Let me be serious. Gunplay is arrested for aggravated gun assault and a daydreaming a child. Von Shea is at Shea's and she tells her what happened. She said, I told him to turn the game down. The baby's trying to sleep. That's when he turned up. She tried to leave. He got mad. She locked herself in the room and then he got her AK-47, kicked the door in and aimed it at her. She ran out, got to the car, called her parents. Found out that he is back on coke three or four days ago and thinks the GoFundMe scandal was his trigger. Vows he will never see her or his daughter again. The convo turns to the drama about uh, between Fable and her mom. And right now, Fable is gone. Uh, and Shay is glad that he is gone. The way you can't have an AK-47 in my house. <laughs> Shit, that is a, that's a big ass gun to be like. Black, I, come on. Oh, my Ain't gosh. no way. Okay. And it, you know what? And if y'all were like, how come y'all didn't... We, because we talked about this during all the news and rumors, rumors leading up yeah. to this. So it is some bullshit that this this drops at the last episode. So Vashe, we'd have nothing to do afterwards with this. Well, we could see what was going on in her world, how she handled the situation. They probably situation. was done recording, though. Yeah, they probably you were. You're right. They might have just recorded that scene just yeah. for that part. Safari is feeling great after the breakup. And he meets with Trick at his restaurant and Ray stops. Uh, Ray is there as, as well. Safari asked if they spoke to gunplay. Trick, of course, has a guy uh, working at the county, said that they got the gun. And dope is the only explanation for him wilding out because Trick used to be like this when he was dealing with his demons. And I like this. Trick said, yo, we can't be sympathy, you know, have no sympathy for this man. We got to be real with him. Hopefully he gets some help. And this is when Safari wonders how Von Shea is doing. He brings up uh, her going at Amara. Trick doesn't believe he, he, uh, Amara would do that. And then Ray was like, was she mad or was she mad mad? Ray, you you need to stay out of all of this because you were the one who was like, she probably in the DR. So you already been wrong on her. So you should be like, I don't know this woman like that. We just shoot a show together. Safari says Amara. That part. <laughs> this part was like, man, she the one who been in drama, not me. They think it's about me. Like, what drama? What Honestly, what drama did Amara be, was in? This is all Von Shea on her. Yeah. It, uh, unless you really believe Amara did it. Then I'm like, oh, then this is the only drama she been in. Everything else, she didn't do it. Um, this is what we learned that Trick got the twins uh, a performance and rehearsals are going bad. They don't look like they for real, for real. That's no. all this. <laughs> this don't look like they, Not at all. They just trying to get some money, man. And a little clout and fla- a little, yeah. little fame. That's something. it, man. That's it. So, and that's the problem with the music industry now. It is. Did you see Nikki D? No. So Nikki D is the first woman rapper signed to Def Jam. She had comments on Ice Spice. I don't know if y'all saw Ice Spice performance at maybe Power 105. Is something. this one where her ass was out? Yeah. And so Nikki D said this is the prostitution era rap. I don't agree with her with that because it feels like she directed that only to women. If you want to say to everybody, yeah, because if you look at prostitution as doing something for money, there are a lot of women and men in this era who you like, oh, y'all just rapping for a check. Y'all don't really have no love for this, this, this art. 
But she said what uh, a lot of people have been saying and noticing with hip hop, especially this 50th year, these new performers aren't performers. She's like, y'all got to stop rapping over the track. Ain't nobody pay to see y'all rap the songs. You know, they can pay, they can buy the CD for that. Mm -hmm. And BET Awards, hip hop awards are filled with that. Like, stop rapping over your track. Know your words. You got to do better. All right. But like, whose fault is this? Hey, Bow Wow said bring the A&R back. Maybe that was the job of A&R to be like, you need to learn your, somebody, somebody got to tell, but here's, it got to be in somebody's interest because whoever I Spice is signed to, they don't give a damn. Like, yeah. We getting these checks, so she don't need to rap over, you know, know her rap. She can just poke it's a little booty out. also because, and this is, I think, I think it's great in many ways that people can like make their own music, release their own music, and it be out there because it was a time that you know it was hard for artists to get on because you gotta hope somebody like your music, right? Yeah. And then you can get on. You've got this push and everything. A lot of these record labels are getting these artists who already kind of established their own thing. And I, like I said, I think it's good that you have the ability to, but I still think some type of way it should be a little bit limited um, because now we just get microwave, microwavable music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and uh, It needs to be some type of happy medium. You gotta, yeah, we got to figure that out. Sukiana has a photo shoot for Galore magazine. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is no knock, but she was like, I always wanted to be in this magazine since I was a little kid. And I'm like, Mm, I, she might be saying that to be nice to Galore, but I was like, no, I don't know if that was the magazine. What was you reading Galore magazine in Delaware? Cindy stops by uh, Super Cindy so they could talk about what happened in their interview. Cindy wants to know why she react. Why did Suki react the way she did with her, but not anywhere else? And Suki says, because I don't, you was playing with me. And Cindy pulls the lift. You were from Miami. You would know how I am. And I'm blah, blah. And Suki, if you was from the hood, blah, blah. And they get to arguing over. Suki says, you're not a real bitch. She says, because I'm not ratchet. And you, th- and Cindy was like, you think less of me. So they start lashing out, uh, no, going back and forth. And Cindy says, you lash out to those who are kind to you. Suki's like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah. And this is when Cindy's like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. She's like, leave your trifling whore. That's her go-to, a trifling whore. I <laughs> want I want Suki to listen so bad. Yeah. So she follows. So she, bad. She is a following Cindy out and asks like, well, who are you talking about? I was about? following her. Yeah. So she's like, Zoe, you blew her video shoot. Nah, bitch, you playing with me again? Fuck that. Leave ho. And she tells the producer, stop. She, this woman needs to stop playing with me. But it got nowhere. Absolutely I'm nowhere. I'm just trying to figure out how she playing with you. I don't get it either. She came in on some calm stuff. And I was like, this interview wasn't, especially when you get to Suki's wrap up. I'm like, God, leave this was such a soft. You could, we talked about it earlier, how you could have just got past all these questions she asked and moved on past it. And I guess in her defense, too, in uh, Cindy's defense, she's like, I am a friend. I'm asking you questions because then you could clear the air, right? Yes. If yeah. you if there's no other safe space, you say you just said you got asked these questions a million times from all these other people. But when I ask you the question, it's a problem because I guess you look at me as a friend. But then I feel like that's another way to just be like, oh, you know, I've been asked this question so often. Um, let's talk about it, Cindy. Yeah. We're friends. You know me. This yeah. is what happened. And it could have just went a different way. You're like you're on a defense. You're on a def- on a defensive a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you'd have just kind of listened, I don't think that that had to go as left as it did. It's like you want, it's like you want to be better, right? 
but you don't allow yourself to be better. Mm-mm. She hasn't done the work yet. And yo, again, not to step on what you call it, but her coochie conscious moment is movement is really given the whole walk. And what was the slut walk? Slut walk. I was like, this seems like the same. Like you got a parade now. I'm like, what? Are, what are we doing? It's the same thing. Y'all should have just teamed up together. Like, get with Amber and, Rose. And, and give and shout out to Amber Rose. You could have been like, you know, Amber had the store. I was inspired by that. I kind of did the same thing with my coochie awareness, you know, thing or whatever yeah. she called it. Coochie conscious. Coochie conscious. There you go. <laughs> All right. We, oh, this launch party is where we're wrapping things up. Amara, thanks to people for coming out. She lets me, lets the audience, the viewers know she supports victims of domestic violence, but she doesn't give Von Shea a pass for how she treated her. She tells Eliza that her and Safari broke up, and I was surprised that Eliza was like, oh, too bad, so sad, because she was like, the trash is taking itself out. Be cool with that. In the drama with Von Shea, Eliza doesn't believe that Amara left that comment. Now Amara is getting death threats to her and her children. Uh, I also was surprised that Flo and Gael were there, but no Claudia. Flo and Amara talk about supporting each other and how women need to be there for each other. And after Amara spoke to the crowd again, Bobby, Trina, and Joy arrived. And Bobby Trina... did the most. Oh, listen, <laughs> this was Amara's best moment <laughs> in this episode because she got ordered together twice. And it was, I, I, I applauded her. Let's talk about it. So, Bobby confronts Amara. So last week, I thought he was confronting her about the comments. He confronted her like, <laughs> why you inviting me? Yeah, yeah, why is Flo, Flo and Gael here? Well, don't try to switch up because... Uh, so Gael says Trina was disrespectful first and that, that prompts Trina to get to arguing with her. Amara says, listen, she grabbed the mic. She says, Flo and Trina can have a conversation. They are grown-ass mm-hmm. women. They can mm-hmm. take it to the side. Trina says, Flo, you want to talk? Yeah, I want to talk. Gael said, fuck that. I want to talk. And started yelling even more. And I'm like, yo, Gael, sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. God, and like, that's my thing. Like, we don't need the extras. We didn't need Billy, Billy, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Billy Light. Sorry, Billy. Bobby. And we don't need Bobby. And we didn't need Flo. I mean, Glo- what the game? Gael, Gael. Shit, yes. get all these names messed up. We didn't need neither one of them. Because both of them could have just walked in. They ain't had to say shit to nobody, really. Mm-hmm. And just been, you know, on each side of the room and was supportive of Amara and trying on lipstick and called it a day. Bobby coming here fighting everybody else's fights all the time and so bad. That whole thing. As, and y'all love doing stuff at people's events. Yeah, do that shit on your own time. So Gael can't stand to the side and her and Trina gets arguing again. Then Bobby tried to take the mic and Amara said no. <laughs> he's like, he said, can I say something? No. She's like, so then Trina was still on 10 as she left. She was like, I'm going to get her beat up in real life. What? She did. She did. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Okay. Let's wrap things up. I was up. tickled. Uh, Trina shoots the first video for the Queens of Capri project and she is done with the drama and Flo's family. Flo is still angry and upset over tr- the Trina situation, but she will take her career to the next level and she's in a committed relationship with Claudia. Zoe knows uh, what she ha- that knows that she has what what it takes to be something. Why do I put Zoe knows what she has to take? I was writing y'all. She has what it to, whatever to be successful. She has what it takes to be successful. That's what I should have said. Suki has no time for anyone who will criticize her past, and a coochie conscious movement is her next move. Trick got the Hollywood twins their per- first performance. Apparently, I feel like this was filmed. 
Like this was a scene that they were just like, we just gonna put this at the end of there because yes. mics wasn't even on, and he's not giving up on them yet because Trina was there, and I was like laughing. Oh, yes, yeah. She she probably was not laughing at their performance, and they probably edited that way. But the fact yeah. that you did. Ray and Princess have a healthy relationship. He wants to get married again and another baby, even though he wasn't around. How long have they been married? Five or four years, something like that. During the, or maybe six. It's around there. Four to six. It's like a, a bit. Uh, was doing her, during the pregnancies. Not a bit. And she was really bad. She's had really bad pregnancies. Safari sees Amar video about faking the relationship, says she knows what's up. And they really cared about each other. <laughs> he's got bigger fish to fry. I guess this is Erica Minow, what he's talking about. And he puts an afro, he puts an afro into the water. Shay sees the video and calls it lies. And a liar calls her Fabo, but he's back home and she don't answer the phone. Because well, he's back home because he couldn't show respect for her and her family. Von Say Von Shay says she knew. She who went Rich- around the place taking down the pictures. I wonder if she deleted it from her social site too. Probably. Von Shay says she knew who Richard was the moment she laid eyes on him. And I said, but yes, she married him. She thought she could change him. Yes, you're a young girl. That's a young girl <laughs> thing. You could tell you 23. In the end, she was blind. She tells her parents they were right. And they look like they're headed back to Kentucky to hang out with Pop Hop and Gigi. All right. That is that part of the episode. We got news and rumors. All right. Erica Mena sat down with Carlos King. And I'm mad because they did not talk about Spice at all. But it's on the second part. Oh, my God. Yo, this minute, this interview was like an hour and 36 minutes. Mm-hmm. Carlos King always have two-part interviews. But when I was on YouTube, it didn't say part one. It just, it just, I because listen, I'm up here listening to the interview and I'm like, when are they going to get to it? When are they going to, so for anybody who wants to listen to this interview and you really care about the love and hip hop stuff, that starts at around the 53 minute mark. And then about an hour 08, hour 09, DJ Envy, she talks about that. And then about hour 19, she talks about Safari. She gets really emotional about that. Felt like he love bombed her. Stuff so, uh, with the DJ, DJ Envy situation. She really is like, I did not know that man was married. People call me a mistress and a homebreaker. Uh, and she was really cool about like, I don't want to say too much. They got grown ass kids. They made it through it. It's the best to them, blah, blah, blah. Anything, I mean, we learned about her childhood for the first 53 minutes. I'll, so my question to you about the interview. One, A, did you enjoy it? Two, B, uh, did you believe her? Um, here's my thing. I thought so the it was comments was tan hub. I thought it was interesting. Um, I didn't know about the foster home life. Uh, and um, I think it was dope that her stepfather came in and helped her out. Blah, blah. This whole Jennifer Lopez lookalike, she never looked like Jennifer Lopez. I never got that. I get that. She's part Puerto Rican and Jennifer, but they never looked like to Who each other. Who called her look look alike? She I won. She, she won. Said- a, she won a contest, a Jennifer Lopez look alike contest. Remember that was in the oh. beginning. Uh, or she wanted to enter it. Whatever. Blah blah. What bothered me, right before she got to the part about her child, about King, and autism and stuff like that, was she told Carlos King twice that she did not know she was pregnant. And the, la- the the last boy she had with, because uh, it's both the two boys, not the girl, with Safari, she said she was six months pregnant, if I recall. 
My question would be like, were you drinking or smoking? Has this had this had effect on the child? Because then, because then, and I don't pass any judgments on King. I, I didn't I even barely, think about that. Actually. I barely, <laughs> I, I barely seen him, so I didn't think like he's autistic or anything. But here's the wild part about it. Let's get into this autistic. And I promise, I we didn't. He's mean not to do autistic. This. I think she said she no, wasn't no, autistic. I but know that. Was making this assumption, right? But thing is, people treat autism like it's an insult. So they you, do. So they I very guess, much do. So I and guess I Keith Lee went to old ladies gang or whatever and didn't have the best experience oh even though they invited him. And then I guess some other people, I don't know if it was that. Obviously, it wasn't Candy. There was another restaurant. They're like, you listen to an autistic dude? And I'm like, what does autistic Yo, have to do that with, blew me, with though. taste buds? I'm confused about this. <laughs> do y'all know what the spectrum means? Like, what is going on here? That really blew me. And this has nothing to do with love and hip hop, obviously, right? But the way that that response from that restaurant, from Keith, like he didn't even say shit bad. He spoke of his experience, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently, he ain't the only one who felt this type of way. So yeah. my question is really like, how y'all still going to this restaurant if y'all don't like the experience at the restaurant? That's the thing too. Uh, so a lot of people, just a quick aside, because love and hip hop Atlanta is a thing. We do talk about that, but yeah. a lot of people are thinking or glad showing gratitude that Keith Lee has come down to Atlanta and talked about these crazy rules, this bad service. What is going on down there? I like, listen, and, we, and I can say this and definitely you can say this because I've eaten in Chicago at black restaurant is Chicago. I don't think we would let this New York don't have this problem. LA doesn't have this problem. Houston. I never heard what is going on with Atlanta that so many restaurants, according to Keith Lee and people who live down there, are giving y'all bad service and y'all still frequent them. They should be shut down in a year to me. Like, exactly. How, how are they still surviving? And I don't want to get used to bad service. That part. All right. So I guess I got to listen to part just two. just to speak on it, I was like surprised with OLG because I've been to OLG like three times, right? Mm-hmm. Both, both to the, both locations she has. And I had amazing food. My service was good. The vibes was great. Now, granted, I did go earlier when they was like opening, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open for a year or two, per se, to now, okay? Um, but even when I went the first time to OLG, they had originally told us it was going to be like an hour, hour and a half wait, and it ended up being like 15 minutes. Yeah. So I did they all like that first come, first serve type of thing. And so for Keith Lee, they was like, was going to get him a table in five minutes. I'm like, do we know they was getting you a table? They rushed, they was rushing to get you a table because you're Keith Lee? Or did those people who might have been on the list leave and now there's a seat available? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just like, dang, I, you know, I kind of wonder what that was like just because I can speak from experience that my hour and a half wait turned to 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, anything else? Because I did the Erica Mena gunplay uh, was arrested again, guys. I don't know. I saw this story. Gunplay arrested after allegedly violating his estranged wife's restraining order for the eighth time. Rapper Gunplay is reportedly spending some time behind bars after violating restraining order. His latest actions have sent him right back to jail. According to reports, Gunplay, real name Richard Morales Jr., was booked into police custody last night, October 25th, for violating the restraining order Von Shea has against him. Allegedly, the rapper's ankle monitor notified authorities he was heading somewhere he had no business being, straight to Von Shea's home. At this time, it's unclear why he uh, showed up at his ex's residence, but he was reportedly arrested right after, right outside her house. 
Authorities got there so quickly that he didn't even have a chance to interact with Vonshe or their daughter, according to TMZ. Gunplay's latest attempt at seeing the University of Miami graduate was reportedly his eighth time violating the restraining order. It seemed like the rapper is uh, all out of chances as he will be. He would not have to stay in jail until his next court date on November 7th. Sad, sad situation. Uh, Anything else we got to talk about? That might be it. Uh... No, I mean, I mean, I other really than, do hope they have some counseling or something for him. Yeah, I do. I think he, I hope he gets help too. Uh, with Erica Mena, I mean, she talks about, um, what is Erica Mena else she talked about? Oh, how she wasn't getting paid that much, like 40 to $50 <laughs> in mm-hmm. the beginning. In the beginning. Yeah, that was about it. All right. I hope they save all of the scrap things from like editing the love and hip hops over the years. Mm-hmm. And you know how they had these random when they don't have shit going on, they have random episodes about something. I want like when this show is all said and done, I want the last season would be like things you didn't see or like behind the scenes of, and like give us some of the stuff from, you know, from the seasons that wasn't like aired. Yep. I'm with you. All right, guys, that is it. I have no idea when we'll be back. <laughs> on the, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, this Sunday, Potomac come back, right? November yes. 5th? Yeah. Daylight savings time, too, for those who live in areas that absorb it. I think Indiana, maybe Arizona. There's parts of it that don't, they ain't got to change their clocks at all. Uh, all right, until next time. Well, no. Hope you enjoyed the episode. There you go. <laughs> you can tweet me at one and only can tweet Shell. As like Shelly, follow me on Instagram. You can find me on the Snappity Chat at I Nails with the Z Shell. Make sure you follow the website 1515F. Check out other podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, support the Patreon. Text or leave a voicemail telling us what you think about the season. Maybe if we get enough of them, we'll come back to talk about the Erica Mena part two and uh and uh read y'all thoughts. 331-240-1732. Until next time, guys, I say peace, she says. Bye.